On this twelfth Sunday in Ordinary Time, we pray with the reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. When the days for his being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plough and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord Today is the Lord's Day, Sunday, a day on which, in one way or another, we must not only try to go to Mass, of course, but also to be able to listen to the Word of God, to be able to receive Him in the Eucharist, spiritually or sacramentally, to dedicate our day to the Lord by being with our families, by devoting more time to rest, to reading, to doing something which allows us to listen to what God wants to tell us what Jesus wants to ask of us. There is something in today's glimpses of the gospel that scares us little, because Jesus demands everything. Jesus demands everything. There are two anonymous characters who make the attempt to follow him, and another one whom Jesus calls. While Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, while he prepares to go to the city where he'll surrender his life. Some people are trying to follow him, probably moved by what he was doing, what he was preaching, by what he represented at the moment for everyone. We might think if, or guess that they weren't moved entirely by pure desires, at least because of the answers Jesus gives them. On the other hand, the disciples don't fully understand him, even though they are close to him, very close. Instead of asking for mercy for the people of Samaria, 
they suggest calling down fire to consume them. In Samaria, people don't receive Jesus. The disciples want fire. They want to kill everyone. Evil stems from within. Deep down, our good Jesus is misunderstood. He goes to Jerusalem to give his life, and on the, on the way, he's misunderstood by everyone. Great irony, as it also happens today. But today, I propose that we stay in the three candidates for discipleship. Jesus' answers seem exaggerated, it is true. Is it possible that he asks so much of us? That Jesus demands so much? That God demands so much? If we stop to think, many things in life are exaggerated, or rather many people exaggerate when making decisions or life choices. But it seems that when it comes to things of God, they are even more exaggerated. There are people who either demand or give up everything for so many things. We ourselves give everything or so much for so many things. We offer our time, our sleep, our tiredness, our money, our investments, our thoughts for things that don't seem exaggerated to us. However, when God asks everything of us, we oftentimes say, no, it can't be that much. Let the dead bury their dead. Don't go and say farewell to your family. You'll have nowhere to rest your head. Isn't what Jesus wants too much? That might be the question we ask ourselves today. But I think there's something we need to understand first so that we aren't scandalized, so that it doesn't become an obstacle to believing in him. Before analyzing all of Jesus' demands, before planning everything that we're going to give up, before blaming ourselves for not being able to give up everything for his sake, we must realize that it's only he who has the right to demand everything. Yes, God has a right to ask everything of us because He is the one who gave us everything, who gives us everything, and who will continue to give us everything. So, it's a matter of recognizing that Jesus is consistent in asking for everything. Only He can ask for everything because He cannot ask for anything other than everything. If He didn't demand everything of us, He'd just be one of the crowds. And Jesus isn't just one of the crowds. He's everything for us. He should be everything. He's our master and our savior. The one who came to give us life. The one who came to give us his wisdom so that we can learn how to live. How to live by the law of love. So, how could he not ask for everything? If he didn't, he'd be just another idol, just another master of this world, which demands many things from us but doesn't give us anything. Now, thinking about, thinking of us, no one would ever risk everything, no one would dare to give up everything if they didn't discover that beyond that risk, beyond such a momentous decision to give up everything, there is everything. That's the key.
we must discover that beyond these renunciations that Jesus asks of us, there's all his love. In the meantime, everything will seem exaggerated to us. We must realize that Jesus gives everything. We must have the experience in order to be encouraged to go a step further. The one who is in love with Jesus rests his head only on him. He doesn't look back longing for what's left behind. Nothing is unusual or exaggerated for the one who's in love. May we have a good Sunday and may the blessings of our merciful God, who is the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.